Getting started. Insert the podcast into your MP3 playlist. Select the podcast in the menu and then hit play. Please note that this podcast may have mature content, such as profane language and references to violent and particularly aggressive actions. Content such as Aurelian mythology, time shift zones, Koji Kondo music, and the maddening nature of the Motion Plus are discussed in this audio file. Please be aware that listener discretion is advised. American Video Game Review, Episode 3. Who else thinks Mistress Fee is kind of hot? Hello and welcome to another episode of the Spyrokin Video Game Review. Yes, we're back for another fun-filled episode. And unlike last time, where we just talked about video games that are just coming out, we actually have a video game review. Yes, we're going to be talking about a very, well, a game which I finally beat, but you beat well, actually, you beat it the day before I did. Yeah, I didn't. But we're kind of behind, also. We should have beaten it when it first came out, but we just... It seemed too long. But before we get into that, um, I'm your host, Zom. I'm Cal. Yes, and Cal is back after quite a long time. Actually, I'm the eternally reincarnated manifestation of Cal. The original Cal from centuries past. Uh, yes. Eternally reborn to relive the same legend over and over. But you're not going to be wearing that stupid new uniform that Superman wears in action comics. What's wrong with it? It's not that bad. We'll get into that in a moment. Well, remember, you can check out any of our earlier episodes at www.spyrokin.com. You can email us at spyrokin at gmail.com. Me at zan at spyrokin.com. cal.spyrokin at gmail.com. And we'd love your emails and voicemails and other things at 206-350-8462. We're on Twitter under Spyrokin. Facebook under Spyrokin. Facebook. Nobody uses Facebook. And you can check us out on Google Plus under Spyrokin. There's lots of posts there. 
Some creepy things, too. <laughs> Very creepy things. Including pictures of Borat. Why? Because it's very nice. Very nice. I don't know. I kind of got over the Borat thing. Uh, it's better than Bruno. With that. I didn't see that one. Uh, neither did I. But it looks so gay. But anyway, so yeah. So it's another video game review. And for those who don't know, video game reviews, we generally either all consensually play a game and talk about it, or... We talk about news and video games, and like I said, we were talking about a game which came out, um, when did it come out originally? What, late, late 2011, right? November. November, yeah, that sounds about right, I don't know. Yeah, and we both didn't get it till later on. We didn't get it in the first run. Well, no, I got it immediately, I just didn't get around to finishing it for a while, because, uh, I just don't have a lot of time to play anymore, but... Yeah, no, it uh, took me a little bit of time to get it, because I had to wait, I had to buy other things, and also Fallout, and other games they were so good oh so good but for me everything else stopped when this game came out yes and what are we talking about we'll just get right into it because we're not going to mush about it because we have a lot to talk about in a little bit of time and that is the latest installment in the great series the legend of zelda skyward sword for the nintendo wii the first and only zelda game built for the ground up for the wii oh, that was my text message sound let me go ahead and turn that off it's all good Yes, and also built for this for the Wii Plus, which honestly, yeah. So uh, before we get any mail trying to correct us, uh, we are aware of Twilight Princess. But for those of you in the know, um, Twilight Princess was originally planned as a GameCube release and um, was ported. It was actually delayed so that they could port it to the GameCube and they they would have something to launch the GameCube with. But um, the, sorry, not the GameCube. Sorry, ported to the Wii so they would have something to launch the Wii with. Um, so it wasn't actually a launch title, but it came out shortly after the Wii's launch, right? Yeah, no, it was a launch title. Whatever. Who knows? Twilight Princess was was a launch title, but the thing is, this is how Twilight Princess should have acted. Should have been Twilight Princess is a GameCube game. Uh, this is the only intended for Wii game, Zelda game there is. And the only issue I currently have with the game is the fact you have to use if you don't have a Wii Motion Plus, you have to use the the Wii Motion adapter, which was made it kind of aggravating because it kept trying to even when connected, so kind of slipped off. And also, I hate that stupid rubber kind of thing because it looks like a penis. That they say you have to put it on, no matter what. You have to put on the stupid, fake rubber penis on your on your Wii. The Listen, stupid... you always have to wear condoms every every time. Maybe I like going bare. Maybe I like playing. <laughs> maybe I like playing the game without any protection. You get the feel of the Wii mode on you. That that hard plasticky feel. <laughs> um. Anyway, now let's get off that topic. It's gonna deteriorate pretty fast. Yeah. Um, yeah, it does a little. We should go. Be a little bit more. Anyway, yeah, so it's for the Wii. It's you need the use, Wii, Motion Plus. Wii Motion Plus. If you don't have Wii Motion Plus, you're not going to be able to play this game. Um, it's a little annoying when it says, you can't play this game if you have a Wii Motion Plus, and then you have to calibrate every single time and watch a stupid video in the beginning. Eh, it doesn't get that annoying. That video is boring as shit. They make you watch it when you first start it off. It's like, please watch this instructional video on how to use the Wii Motion Plus. Like, I know, fast forward. <laughs> the calibration doesn't take that long. I no, like it's it. fast. Calibration's one, two, three, you're done. I did not play anything with the Wii Motion Plus before this game came out. Because I have the Wii that came... This, I have My original Wii died, so I, I bought a, a, a second Wii. And it came with Wii Sports Resort, but I had no interest in playing it. So I just never... It, Wii, Wii Sports Resort has never even entered my Wii. So this game is the only game that I own for the Wii that uses Wii Motion Plus that, that I've actually played. And it's and better for it. I was pretty much... I was pretty impressed with how well it mapped your movements, I must say. Um, the one thing I don't like is that... Occasionally, you would have to remap it. We had to recenter it. Yeah, but you know what? Uh, so what? But that happens. It still was very. The controls were amazing. The game is really fun. Now, if you've never played a Zelda game before, well, first off, what's wrong with you? 
Yeah. And second off, you need to play Zelda. Yeah. It's not. It's a great series. While there are a lot of common elements, certain characters are reappear in all the games, and there's various other little things that are common elements. Each game is di- diverse and different enough from its predecessors and sequels to make it worth playing over and over again. Yeah. Unless you're trying to speedrun Adventures of Link, and then you're going to want to throw the game against the wall because that one's ungodly hard. Especially when you're going through a temple and you decide, I'm going to use the fairy mode to go through the level. And you get stuck and you can't turn back and you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah, that's... The the, the second one on the NES is the one is the one he's referring to. And that game is punishingly hard. But it's so worth it, though. It it's is a good game. It's one of those games where you're going to feel a sense of accomplishment once you beat it. Like, I can't believe I actually beat this game. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, you owe it to yourself to play every game in this series, in my opinion. Sad thing is that was the first game I actually beat in the series. I could never beat the first one. Until, that was so much harder than the first one, though. I, I beat the first one years later. But the first one, the first time I died. I think it's I screwed up. I ended up actually not getting any of the armament before hitting Temple 5. You need all the rings before Temple 5, or else you're going to die. Yeah. Because yeah. the damn fucking Dregnaughts. Two were really not well done in this game. I'm going to tell you that now. I don't like how the, the Armos were done in this game. Why not? When I think Armos, I think of a big, burly knight whose who's weak point is his back. In this one, they were fly things. They were statues which had used the wind gust to blow their tops open and you jab it. Yeah. They're two completely different... Well, then maybe, maybe then this was a new thing. Uh, this was a different t- enemy type. No, it said it was Ramos. Oh, okay. Well, I, I never really look at the things. Yeah, because Fee would give you your percentage on how you do in the game. Who's it, who are you good at? Who you suck at? Like, I sucked against the uh, the, the lizard, lizard roast. Oh, the th- yeah. The things that you saw at my house when I was playing it? Yep. Yeah, those... Yeah. Like, everything else is easy. Just then, I don't know why. They just give me problems. Um, who did I suck against? I suck against the spiders for some reason on the when they were on their web. When, I used to, yeah. when they were when they were on the floor, yeah. it wasn't hard. But when they were on the web, because you had to spin them around and hit the weak point. Um, when they were on the web, or when they were just on the on the, on the just on the strand. Just on the strand. Yeah, we had to do the the spinning Wii move, and then yeah, yeah. And most you're like, Wait, what the fuck are they talking about? We're just they're just rambling. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so let's let's get into some uh, basics. Yeah. So first well, first game in the in the Zelda timeline for those of you who keeping score playing the home game or listen to one of the, or listen to our very early. Uh, Zelda episode, which was all the way back in episode 99 as far as can manga review, where we talked about this. Well, Zelda has gone gone ahead and made made whatever we thought the timeline was. They made it uh, they made it obsolete, I guess, or yes. our thoughts obsolete. Um, but this is this game is actually, as you said, yeah, it's the first game in the universe. Yep, and it, and if you actually play the game um, storyline wise, or if you just listen to what we're about to tell you, um, I don't see how they could go backwards. And do a game bef- that takes place before this one. This is literally the first game that they, they can't go and create another game later on and say, "Oh, now this is before Skyward Sword," unless they want to just completely screw up. Yeah, they the, can't. The There's timeline. no way unless they say this is an alternate timeline. Yeah, which so, makes no sense at all. So Link is a student at the Knight Academy in Skyloft, which is which what's is, what's Skyloft? Yes. Um, the whole premise of the this game is that. In the long, long ago, the humans lived in unison with Gorons and these robot creatures and a bunch of creatures, and they were happy and everything was well. And the goddess Hylia kept them safe and just let them do what they needed to do. She had a way to keep everything peaceful by the use of a sacred artifact. Another god, or being of great evil, found out about this and said, Hey, I could rule the universe with this if I get a hold of it. And he started a huge jihad against... It's a, it was a huge war. What do you expect? He wanted to wipe out everything and take over for himself. It's a jihad. That jihad is a... He started a huge holy war against... <laughs> okay. A huge war against the goddess Hylia. And, Hy- and the goddess, in order to protect humans, 
what she did is she took a huge chunk of Earth, of whatever the planet is, and lifted it up to the sky, and it's stuck in the sky for all eternity. Right. And that's what all the human, the, the, the human race, I guess, what, yeah, the humans, live in Skyloft. To become now Skyloftians, and they are the predecessors to what will eventually become the Hyruleans. Right. So, the goddess's name was Hylia, which fans of the series will recognize that name. And basically, so they the the humans in Skyloft had known nothing nothing but living up there, and basically any kind of notion of a land below the clouds, over time has been relegated to just uh, kind of a, a legend that um, they don't even really believe that there's anything below the clouds. Um, well, you some know, of you are wondering, wait, 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 they live on an island in the clouds, so how can they know anything? Well, they become mer. They have a weird bond with several. What are the animals called? The Loft wings. The loft wings. Right. They have their a bond with their loft wings, which is these big birds, mm-hmm. and that's um, how Link actually opens up, where he's going to be training with his loft wing to become the next knight to graduate. I actually got a very um, Avatar vibe off of the bond between uh, a Skyloft person and their loft wing, and when you when you actually jump off. A platform and call your loft wing and everything. I got a very Avatar vibe off that. Like, you know, ju- the Navi jumping off and the freaking whatever the bird is. You fly yeah, but with he your didn't. You, but Link didn't violate the the, the loft wing with. You don't know that. You don't know that. What is that? Why he charges? Because you <laughs> violate. That's why he's wearing short pants. <laughs> yeah, it could it could happen. You never know. Also, I I believe if, if um. I believe this might just a little fun trivia thing. This might be the first Zelda game where Link is right-handed. Yes, it is. Technically, you you could probably say that about Twilight Princess, no, the no. Wii the Wii version of Twilight Princess, but I don't think it, it counts. No, I I agree, I agree. But still, it's the gameplay was very very Okay, so let's talk about that. Let's talk about the gameplay. All right, well, um we'll, we have finished the the four gameplay we just finished. All right. So, well, he's training and from there on, stuff um, he gets embroiled in a huge problem because his best friend Zelda ends up falling below the clouds. All right, well, hold on. Let's ex- let's expand on it a little bit. It happens to be when the game takes place. It happens to be the day of a very big test for the Knight Academy, and the twenty-fifth anniversary. <laughs> of course, yeah. Um, so, what we forgot? It's the twenty-fifth anniversary game too. Yeah, that's right. The Zelda's 25th anniversary. Um, yes. That's that's great. That's a good milestone. Yes, 25 years of Zelda. Um, I can't believe that it's been that long. And, and they make reference of it. They say, 25 years is the first. <laughs> that's great. Um, anyway, so it's the day of the big um, the big test. Whoever is comes first place in this test gets to graduate from to, to be an actual knight or in training or whatever it is. And... Um, so that that's basically the the premise. You know, every Zelda game has a has an opening uh, where you they you get acquainted with the controls. They tell you about the world. You get a lot of exposition and backstory and blah blah blah. So that's the framing um, in this particular game. So um, turns out that Link and Zelda are childhood friends. They've known each other for their entire lives, growing up on Skyloft. And she is the daughter of the headmaster of the Knight Academy. So he's you know like the dean or the principal, whatever you want to call him, and she's his daughter. And they're they're very good friends and blah blah blah. So yes, he's fucking the dean's daughter. 
Well, not well. No, he's, he's friends with her. There's another guy who wants who wants Zelda all to himself. And when you first see him, he's a he's a red herring for who could be the descendant of Ganon, because he looks kind of like Ganon. Yeah, and his name is Biff Tannen. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, that's an, another movie. Uh, his name, his is, name is Groose. and he is a douchebag. <laughs> yeah, um, the game very much makes you want to not like Groose at all, and with you get you know with good reason. Um, so basically, you don't just jump in and within five minutes you're you're taking this night test. So basically, the the, the whole night test is you have to do um, it's a race. You have to do a race in the sky with your Loftwing and Groose and his cronies kidnap your bird, and you have to go on this little mini quest to find your bird, and that's how you get acquainted to the controls and the the sword, how to use the sword, and blah blah blah. So, long story short, it's actually I think a really good tutorial section. Um, for a Zelda game. Yes, and unlike with something like Kingdom Hearts 2 or Twilight Princess, it's not insanely long. It's yeah. maybe two hours. No, not even close. I mean, I think if you... If you if, speed I think it? you could probably get through it in an hour. I don't think so because of the text boxes. They don't let you speed <laughs> ahead, and it's still one, two, three, four. Oh, my God. You hit no, four, five, you hit yes, five, six. Don't get me started on the dialogue boxes. That's one thing I think for as many gameplay um, advances as they've made it with this game in the Zelda franchise, I think that's something that's still a little outdated is, is the whole dialogue. Um, but we'll get to that later on. Yes. So you go through the little tutorial, you get your bird back, you go through the race, and Link wins the race, of course. So in the in the little ceremony that that's following the race... Um, some bullshit happens, and Zelda gets whisked away, and she falls below the clouds, and Link has to go save her, and that's when the game pretty much opens up, and from there on in, you know you're, you know you're you're in your typical Zelda uh, kind of framing, so you know where you travel from dungeon to dungeon, and between each dungeon, there's certain things that you need to do, but um, I don't know, I, f- I felt like this game. I don't know what it is about this game that I just, I just, a lot of people have had complaints that there's only three main provinces, they call it, and they, they complain that there's a lot of backtracking and whatnot, but even when I went back to a specific area after having visited there, so the very first time that you have to go back to the forest uh, province, um, you you may complain that it's, okay, it's, you, you're just kind of rehashing what you've already done. But there's a twist to it. The entire thing is completely flooded. And no, no, no. First time it's it's the lake. What do you mean? Oh, oh, first time you have to go to Lake Hylia, remember? First time you go back to the forest, you go you do the lake mission, which is a completely different new territory. Right, okay, fine. So, so yeah, that's true. And you, have to, um, you have to go through the, the thing one more time. But, so think, yeah. Right. Um, there's always something different in a new area of... The, the province to explore when you have to go back to it, and then the su- subsequent times that you go back to an area, I think they've kept they kept it more streamlined for you to actually get to the, tum- the like the dungeon or whatever it would be in the, in that in that time around. I agree, and more interesting when you do the different versions. Like I liked, I liked um, the the mountain, the volcano level the third time. Right. Which it's they what they do is as a little twist. Is you get mugged by all the enemies and you're thrown in dungeon, right? And you have to get all of your stuff back, but you have no weapons, right? 
I didn't that 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 part I didn't particularly like. It was definitely different. I'll give you that. Um, I didn't particularly like it myself, but oh, I it mean, was a bitch. Don't get me wrong. Like it's it you know it's stuff that's that's you know keeps keeps it fresh going back. And it, it might some people might view that as padding, um, just adding stuff. But I mean that's why you play games, right? You play games to to have something to do. I mean otherwise, yeah. You know what's the point? The one level I didn't enjoy was I did not like the how. Um, all of them, I think, were very well done, but I think that they spent way too much time in the desert. I think that they could have put more effort to the other sides to do something extra different. Like, they could have done a plains, or they could have done something extra in the desert. Well, you had... The desert in the, the mountain. As opposed to... The, the mountain, the Elden Volcano Mountain Province seemed to be, like, the most... It seemed to be, like, that there was the, the least amount of variety in that one product. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I would think. The desert, I would I would say, had the most variety, um, because you had the whole mine area, you had the, the like, kind of the, the quicksand wasteland part, you had the, um, uh, what do you call it, the, the whole pirate sand sh- uh, sea Which area. Which I did not like. Um, and you also had the, the, the Thunder Dragons temple. You had yeah. too much with that. I think you should have evened it out a little more. Hmm. You should, I think the mine should have been in the, uh, in the, the mountain. In the mountains. Actually, in the, since you men- mentioned that Twilight Princess, the Fire Temple is the Goron Mines, which is kind of funny. Yeah, so the Gorons are in this game too, which means the Gorons are the only race that have existed from the beginning until the until no, actually, unless you. Go well, to, they make it all the way through all the way to to Wind Waker. There's still some Gorons alive, so. No, the only one where they're not alive is in the uh, in the the the, uh, the first timeline, which is what if Link loses, I guess that um, Ganon was like, Gorons will be killed! They don't exist ever again. Yeah. We like their Gorons, they're kind of cool. Um, so, the game itself, as with all Zelda games, it's got a lot of variety to it. The weaponry is just as different as every other one. The order is a little different than you'd really expect, because generally how the order would go is you get your boomerang, and then you get your projectile, then you get your bow and arrow. Right. This one does it a little differently, where you don't get the bow and arrow until the end of the game. Which makes it feel a little tacked on. Was it, I mean, it was definitely later on It was in the, the last game, yeah. item you get, unless you didn't buy the bugs net until the end. Mm-hmm. And the bug net is still a relevant weapon against demise. <laughs> I need to actually go back and play him using the bug net because I never, never even. It only works to me to... in the second time. You 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 wave it around. He follows it around and you slash him. But if you just keep waving around after a while, he'll just attack you. Does it does it do damage to him? No. Okay. It's just like a, it's, he like his eyes are drawn to it. It's kind of. And then can you hit him with your sword? Yeah. You just wow. gotta switch it fast enough. That's pretty cool. Okay, I gotta play with that. Um. Probably the coolest new item that's never been in any Zelda game would be the beetle, which is the be- the beetle is um it's the boomerang right? It's the boomerang exchange. Yeah, I guess, but it, you can actually control it. So if beetle is a is a flying you know beetle basically you know a robot beetle that flies around, but when 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 you launch it, you can actually direct it and you can use it to kind of scout out areas. You can use it to cut ropes. You can use it to pick up items. You can actually eventually you, you get it upgraded so that it can it can actually pick up items and carry them so you can pick up a bomb and carry use it to attack enemies or you could use it to drop and trigger switches and blah 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 um, I thought that was a, 
I actually use the beetle a lot just to scout areas around when you enter a new thing. If you want to see what's around a corner or if you want to see, like, you know, just anything. I uh, agree. It cool. does have that aspect of it, but it can be a little annoying. Corrado personally hates it. He thinks it's the worst item in the game. Really? Me, personally, the worst item in the game is the whip because it was underused severely. Because all you could do with it is you could just whip. The whip is, yeah, that's really They could useless. have done so much with it. They yeah, the whip was a very useless item. I mean, um... That could have been the grappling hook in the game. And they, and they, and, and, no. Yeah. Aside from some points where, you know, it actually, the game actually forces you to use the whip to, like, trigger a switch or use it as, like, a... To in, in place of a vine so you can swing to some area. That I mean, I could probably count on my, on one hand the amount of times I had to use the whip. Whereas in, I would find myself using the beetle all the time, whether the game needed me to or not, or um, the claw shots, you use them all the time. Claw shots also felt a little underused, because the, the, the hook shot you could use for multiple um, applications. The claw shots now just became, just they're just grappling hooks, there's nothing else to them. Hmm. It's lost its potency, I think. You could have combined that with the whip to make something different. Maybe. Save a space and then put something else on it. Maybe a magic cloak or maybe a, an ice wand or something. I would have liked to see the... Um, you know how in how in uh, Ocarina of Time you could use the hook shot as a weapon? Yeah. Um, I would like to see the claw shots have been able to do that too. That's what I was hoping for, and they didn't do that, unfortunately. The claw shots, you can only use them in first person, so you can't you can't move while you're using them, and it's only to grapple and go on to other areas. So, um, yeah, the, the other weapons, the hookshot seems to have more yeah. more variety. The bombs were improved in this game, even though you don't get bomb chews, which will always were fun. Because the bombs now, you can actually just harvest them anywhere and just put them in your in your your satchel once you get it. Yeah, it's no longer yet. Bom- yeah, the bombs aren't an official item you get in a dungeon or anything like that. It's you get a bomb bag, and then you can start picking up bomb. There's actually no bombs. It's bomb flowers, and they just grow naturally. I mean, you could buy them from the guy in the shop for 20 but why are you going to do it when you can just go to a, yeah, the desert? You, you can find, yeah, bombs are everywhere, and and you can find them all the time. Yeah. Um, arrows, another thing I thought is that the arrows, if a moblin shoots you and he misses, you can pick up the arrow, which is in the ground. Oh, I didn't notice that. I found that out when one of them was shooting me with flaming arrows, <laughs> and I moved over, and I was like, what the hell? <laughs> That's kind of a cool twist. It's a nice twist. I mean, I wish you could pull it out when they jab you. Be like, oh, you mother... Because I, I was trying to, to get arrows. I had no arrows left. I had to keep doing that. Where I was running into the place, moving over. Running into the place, moving over. Did you uh, Did you ever have a shield break on you? Yes. Okay. I didn't. But you didn't use the shield, you said. I, I used it in the beginning, um, but... You know, once I found out that it could break on you, I was like, yeah, forget it. I'm not going to use it. No, I use the re- restoration potion a lot, which is a new potion. They have five potions instead of the typical three, which is the magic potion, the gr- blue potion, and the green potion. No, mm-hmm. blue potion is green potion, red potion, and blue potion, which was a uh, magic potion, uh, what is it? Magic potion, health potion, and health plus potion. Yeah. Now it's actually five regular potions, plus you can mix stuff to make them more potent. So you technically get ten potions. And some are really good. Like, you now get health plus, which now it, it'll do your whole health twice. You can do the restoration potion, which is really good. Or you can do the guardian potion. Now, the guardian potion makes you invulnerable. Yep. If you get maxed out, it's really worth getting. The speed potion helps in the deserts. That's a 
a green potion, then the blue one is just water potion. Actually, we should say that because that's the speed potion. Use is is something that that makes um, that that's really new to this game because of the fact that this is the only the first game in the series to use stamina gauge. And so I hate it. You can sprint now. Yes, but you at first you can only sprint for like maybe two seconds, and then you're like, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and later on you you sprint a little further and a little further, and it's still like if you're using this and the sprint gauge works for a lot of stuff too. It's not just for sprinting. It's if you use the spin attack, if you use a jump attack, if you're holding onto a ledge. I think that's cool, though. I think that that makes the game a little bit, a little bit more. Um, what do you call it? Um, you have to have a little bit more strategy when you do anything, basically. Um, if you're about to go, if you know that you're going to use, you know that you're going to go climbing on a really long ledge. You can't just hang there forever. You have to constantly be moving so that you're not wasting your stamina. You can't just be cheesy when you fight enemies and do like spin attack over and over and over because you can maybe get three in before you, you'll get winded and then you'll just get attacked. But, um, but you can't sprint gets, through the whole it game. It gets winded at the worst possible moments. Like when you're fighting the imprisoned, it happens all the time. Well, yeah. The, and then his stupid shockwave. That's why I, I found that little loophole which I showed you. That's why you have to be... But it, it makes the game more challenging. A lot of people complain that Zelda games are not hard enough. So... I mean, I think this game is uh, challenging enough. It is. It is challenging enough, and it is addictive. I mean, I, I literally, over seven days, I burned through the game. Here's something that bucks the trend, and usually in every Zelda game, you start with three hearts. In this one, you started with, like, six hearts, I think. Yes, you do. Um, I think because they realized that the difficulty was ramped up a little bit. Um, so, you, you you know, you need that. Uh, oh, you need a little extra. Uh, but the most annoying thing in the game, they changed, though. Because it used to be, when you get the three hearts, then you hear... Boop, boop, boop. This game, it starts at five hearts. Well, because you start at three, so... So you start at six, so... You're five, you boop, boop, four, boop, boop. And that drives me up the freaking wall. But you can do percentages now, which is weird. So you have three and a half half hearts. (laughs) No, other games had that. Twilight Princess, definitely, you can lose as little as a quarter of a heart. Yeah, but that was weird, because it was a fifth. No, no, no. I'm not talking about heart containers. I'm no, talking about... No, the hearts, you can use a quarter. I know that. But I'm just saying it was just kind of the game that put a lot of things on its head. This game is still a very good game. And it's, the finding the heart containers isn't bad with the addition of a new element, which is goddess cubes, which are little cubes that you have to use the signature move, which is the skyward strike. You have to use the skyward strike to strike these boxes, and they would be shot up into the skyloft, and you have to find them. So what is the skyward strike? A skyward strike is... When Link holds his sword directly up to the sky and basically um, uses the power of the goddess um, to infuse some power into the sword and then you can shoot an energy beam out of your sword. And, you know, you do that by physically holding the sword up in, uh, you're holding the Wii remote up above your head and charging the sword. So it's a little bit of an immersion. Again, the sword maps one-to-one your movements with the with the Wii remote and it's actually very, very very well done. And the good thing is the Skyward Strikes do a lot of damage if you get them done right, but more importantly, just like in the old games when you had full hearts, if you ha- if you have the full goddess sword, you you swing it, it will go across the screen to kill something else, <laughs> but you don't need to be full hearts. Mm. But if you are in that level where it's the three beep, 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 you can't do it, which is interesting. You can't do a Skyward Strike with low health? No, you do a Skyward Strike, but it doesn't project out. Oh. Hmm. Um, so... Uh, and this gives the mythology of this expands the mythology a lot more. It talks about how the Master Sword was made, how Ganon is connected to the series, 
And also... Yep, this, uh, this game tells the story, the origin of the Master Sword. So, um... You know, fan, fans of the fans of the entire Zelda series would really love the story of this game. I think, yeah, um, kinda, more so than any other games. I I would say the story makes this game it really does. Yeah, and there's some great little references here and there, which are like, oh my god, that makes sense here, and that's that has to do with this, and that has to do with that. Well, there are a lot of somber and very serious moments, and some moments are really sad because I think this is the first real Zelda game where you have main secondary characters die. Who dies? We're going to do full spoilers. Let's go ahead okay, and Okay, we'll it. do it. Impa dies. Right, besides her. I knew you were going to say. She technically dies. Uh, I don't think she dies as much as she just... Her essence goes back into a slumber inside the sword. But never is going to wake up again. Ever. Well, who knows? But Imagine if a future Zelda game, Fee comes back. I mean, technically she lives in the sword. But that's also the... But it's just... It's, it's just I think it had more tragedy at the end than it did in some of the other ones. I think... It was pretty obvious that the old lady in the in the sealed grounds was an aged impa. I don't know how she managed to live for thousands of years because they say that um, when you pass through the gate of time and you go to the old time, that's thousands of years in the past. And they confirm that again when the tree, with the tree of life, it takes like a thousand years to grow or whatever the fuck it is. So, how does impa survive that long? We may never know. Maybe it's I, just something that. A, her race, you know, she's, you know, she, kind of, she, uh, yeah. she's kind of, you know, whatever. I, I didn't, I didn't figure it was her until halfway through the game when I saw the, the tear mark on her face. I was like, that's Impa's tear mark. I, I, I knew it was her pretty early on. Um, I still say Impa's a cockblocking bitch, but that's, <laughs> a, that's, that's another story. I don't think she is. I think, um, one thing that, uh, what, at the end of the game when she, when she, "Quote unquote dies or she fades away or whatever. However it is, um, that's actually was was actually pretty sad. That was uh that was pretty sad. Um, yeah, it's a sad game. If you the thing is, if you just end the game there, don't watch the rest of the credits. It's a very sad ending. I like it. The, the yeah. epilogue makes it happy. Yeah, it does. The epilogue makes it happy and it also it ends it on uh, with, with in in a similar way to other how other Zelda games have ended where you know. You kind of have a little bit of a hint of where things go from here, but they don't tell you anything for sure. So the way this game ends is, you know, very much uh, Sets up. open to open to interpretation. What happens next, or you know, um, they imply a lot, but whatever. Um, but let's not talk about the very end yet. Um, uh, one thing I will say though, before blasting about the end, in the ending credits, they show what Zelda went through during the entire time that you're playing. As oh, Link. that was cool. I thought and that was I very cool. And I would have liked if that was actually the, if that was the hero quest. You play a Zelda through all those levels. That would have been cool, but it would have been a lot of extra stuff for them to put that in. It would have been totally worth it, though. Like a yeah. DLC? Yeah, I guess, Cause yeah. Because they, they obviously programmed it. No, not necessarily. The cinematic scenes they pro- the scenes they programmed, so they ha- it wouldn't have been that hard to change the model. I don't know. I think it would be a, a significant amount of work to, to go back and do that. I mean, it's not like taking... Let's say in Mario, where you where they you change like in Mario Galaxy, where you, you beat Mario and then you can play the whole game again as Luigi. I think it's not as easy as that because I think you would have to because Zelda's probably Zelda doesn't have a sword. How is she gonna fight? How is she gonna? How are you gonna control her? Do you control Impa and not Zelda? Even still, I mean, I don't know. It would be a lot, but still, I th- I think it's a cool idea. I wish Thoughts they did it now. Oh man, there's so much to say about this game. Um, there is, and we and we and we could be here for hours on end. But I mean, 
All right, let's talk about boss battles. Okay. Because there um, are some interesting boss battles. You, there are a couple of repeats. For the most part, I think the bosses were pretty easy, um, I would say. The huge crab boss was, was, like, absurdly easy. He was so easy, in fact, that later on in the game, it's, like, you fight that boss again, like, completely randomly. It's just and a mini-boss. It's, it's like, not, yeah, it was, yeah, it's like a, I wouldn't even say a mini-boss. It's just, like, you stumble across another one somewhere, and it's, like, complete non-event. Yeah, it really it's a, is. It's, so he he was so easy. Yeah. Even the uh, the demon the the last fight was was very easy. Fighting um, Girahim or how, I'm not sure how to pronounce his hard. name. Girahim was hard. I didn't find him hard at all. And then the oh. demon the demon king himself was was easy. I thought well, until Gear until Girahim takes out his sword, that first part was annoying as anything. You mean when you're fighting your way down to him through all the? No, when you're fighting him and he blocks it with his hand. Both times. Once he passed that, it's good. But until he does that, it's mm. the rest of it's cake. But that first part, because he keeps grabbing the sword, and the first time he'll actually grab your sword and flip it. Yeah, he he he'll, he'll take your sword and throw it away if you if you if you let him. But um, yeah. I don't know. I found I found the the whole last part of the game to be just easy. It was good and it was fun, and I was definitely entertained. Oh, oh, but that, I was not challenged that, that by it. That boss was easy. The the last gear him form, he was easy. Yeah, you knew exactly how to beat him. I think Girahim was harder in the beginning of the game because yeah. you didn't know how to fight him, and you're still kind of getting used to the motion control. That's what I'm talking about. The first yeah. fight. Yeah, but um, once you know what to do, and once you know how to play, and and you're good with the sword, he's just a joke. Yeah. The hardest non-boss I'm gonna say was, well, I don't know why they count the Moblins as a boss, but that was that was just stamina. You pissed you off because you'd run out of stamina quick in that match. Which one? The Moblin Horde. Oh, yeah. That um, a bitch. Because you're running down, you're like... <gasps> and then you see someone walking out with, with bombs. The one who... <laughs> oh. Did you see that the the one Moblin? The one with the horn? You can't kill him. No, but what he was playing? No, what was he... Uh, Link to the Past. Whenever you call the duck. No, what he do? No, I didn't even catch that. Nice little reference. But, um... Uh, hardest boss I'm gonna say was the. It's gonna be a t- even though all of them were easy. I'd say the most frustrating were the mechanized robot and squid boss. Yeah, uh, I would say it's probably those are the hardest. Even ones. though they both were very easy, and I didn't die either time with them. And for I, me, for me, the imprisoned, the second form of the imprisoned was hard, um, because I wasn't cheap and cheated, like some people did. But uh, no, I think that was just I was frustrated because I died three times on that fucker. Because he kept <laughs> going to the top and winning. I'm like, fuck this. Figured a really easy way to beat him. And if you're annoyed about it, it's really easy to figure out. Well, I, I beat him the hard way. Yes, you did. Running down and cutting his, his little toesies off. <laughs> At least you didn't have to cut off his fingers. That would have made it even worse. Yeah. Okay, well, let's see. Versus Raha. Um, okay, we- how about this? Let's. This is a good question. At the end of the game, did you did you end up liking Groose or did you not like Groose at the end of the game? Okay, he wasn't as much of a douche as he was in the beginning, but I still think he was a prick. I actually, at the end of the game, I ended up liking him. You know, he was he was like the annoying neighbor that you hate, but you start to be like, okay, he's okay. Still, it hey, was like it was like when you go watch Back to the Future and you see Biff, and it's like, oh my god, I hate that guy so much. But then you watch Freaks and Geeks, and he's the gym teacher, and it's like, oh, he's not that bad. He's a good guy. I don't know. That's that's me. I I I thought he was cool. He got, no. Once he got better, he's okay. But still, I'm not. I, I just. 
so basically, what's the story with Groose? Why do why do you start out not liking Groose? The reason is is because he's basically Link's rival in Skyloft, and he's makes a play. He he's the one responsible for capturing your bird. So of course, the gamer is not gonna like him right off the bat. And then he goes out of his way to just kind of try to one up you in front of Zelda, and all he wants to do is is get with Zelda. Once Zelda goes missing, him and his cronies basically blame Link for it for not protecting her or whatever, so they blame everything on Link. And when everybody starts noticing that Link seems to be going below the clouds, Groose decides to follow him. So then Groose shows up on the on the surface with you. And that is when I think Groose starts to turn because... Yeah, he freaks out. He's he freaks out. Bird, yeah, man. he freaks out at first. Yeah, he sees a little bird with nobody has ever seen a, a little tiny bird on Skyloft. All they've seen are the huge loft wings. And then, you know, he sees trees, you know, for the first time, like... You know, basically overwhelmed by what he's seeing below the clouds, and as him and Impa start telling him what happened and what the quest that, that Link's on, I mean, at first he's still trying to think that he can one-up Link and he can still be the one to save Zelda, but eventually he starts to come around and, and realize that Link is the hero and this is Link's quest, and he becomes uh, somebody to support you along your way. And by the end of the game, he's totally on your side. And I, I liked him at that point. Well, he was, even though he's like, you should name it the Legend of Groose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was funny. He's he's um, he's comic relief. Characters that I spent the entire game not liking one Fledge. bit are not not Fledge, um, Colin and Stretch, the bug guy, and the, and his other little short friend, the one who likes the girl and. and uh, why did you give out the letter then? Why don't you just use this toilet paper? Because no matter which way you go, I actually saved saved the game before that decision and tried it both ways to see what happens. Still five, five. He, the, no, for, so first of all, no matter which which decision you make with the letter, you still get five gratitude crystals, and that guy still ends up eating shit in the end because either you give his letter to the toilet paper lady or he gives the letter to the girl and the girl rejects him for Pippet anyway. So no matter what you do, he's, he right, ends up... But here's the question. If you were in a bathroom... Wouldn't you want someone to give you paper if you needed it? <laughs> of course. And it's funny, if you actually talk to one of the guys in the bazaar after that event, um, there's a guy in the bazaar who goes, oh, so that's what was going on with the guy. Oh, yeah, that's a rough position. I've been there. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. I like The bazaar was interesting. Uh, the whole side quest with the bamboo cutter's daughter, the shop, item shop girl was kind uh, Yeah. I don't know. What did you end up doing with her? Did you... Uh, I, I was a nice guy. I was like, yeah, I, I indulged her. I indulged her too, yeah. The bamboo cutting guy, I was like really disappointed that there was really no point to doing his little island yeah. the bamboo cutting thing. I thought I'd get a piece of heart out of it or or something, but you just pretty much get this worthless treasure junk a that you can... skull. Yeah. Um, the... Upgrading of, upgrading of items was a cool little thing. Ultimately, though, it's... You know, it didn't really do much. I mean... I upgraded every item I had just to, as a something extra for me to do. But you know, at the end of at the end of the game, you end up getting a, an opportunity to have the indestructible Hylian shield, the really sturdy shield, the absurdly sturdy shield. Yeah. Um, so all your other you you have a total of four shields in the game: typical wooden shield, an iron shield, and then what was the third one? The guardian shield, which is really weak, but it regenerates. Right. So you have three shields. And you can upgrade each of those three shields to make them stronger. Three but times. by the time by the time you get towards the end of the game, you have the ability to get the Hylian shield, which is the shield. First of all, it looks the coolest, and second of all, it's indestructible anyway, which pretty much makes any other shield obsolete. And it so, doesn't conduct electricity. Yeah. So 
at that which point, is a, which is a new feature. Once I got that, I started using I started using the shield yeah. because yeah. I I just I like the way he looks with the Hylian shield oh, on. Oh yeah. It. Also, there you get special items from the gods doing these speed time missions, which were a little annoying. This the Silent Realm, which mm-hmm. is, and the items were first two were really cool, which was you get the uh, earrings, the heat earring, and you get the uh, the scale, so you could swim and you could go through heat. Then the third one, for no apparent reason, is you get the claw sh- shots. I'm like, <laughs> really? You couldn't just put that in the dungeon? It just, ah, here's a claw shot. No. Well, this this game kind of messes around with a, certain expectations you had playing Zelda games. Like, True, but still, you know. like a, I would have preferred something else. Like You get an ability to have more stamina, or you get boots or something. I don't know. I, nobody... Right, so what was the worst island? The worst island? Where people were on, not a blank island. Probably the Bamboo thing. Island or Beatles Island. Well, Beatles Island, the only time it's really interesting is when he's there at night and talking completely different. You're like, what the hell? Or to get to go there and get a goddess chest or something. But you but need him there to get the goddess chest, though. For one of them, you do. There's two on his island, I think. Yeah. But you also um, get the, the, the crystal on top of his shack, too. Yeah. I don't think um, I don't think the, the Bamboo Island serves any purpose whatsoever. Is there even anything to do on that island? There is a... Uh, is there a ch- even a yeah. goddess chest? Yeah, there's a goddess chest on the back. Uh, I also think I hate the bug island just because I hate the, the character yes, you that hate runs the whole, it. the whole bug with the whole bug minigame. Mm-hmm. Um, it's better than that one minigame with the, uh, the shoot the arrows and... No, shoot the targets with the, the slingshot. Remember that? All the way back in uh, Majora's Mask. Oh, Majora's Mask? You have something like that in Ocarina of Time as well. Yeah, but it's 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 it was worse now because it was a slingshot. And it was more difficult. Did yeah. you do the pumpkin shoot thing in Skyward Sword? Yeah, I thought that was pretty challenging. That was fun. Um, I know your favorite one, the one where you would always jump off your lava and go. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that's just funny to me. And you like that creepy mime bastard? I like that guy, the guy who runs the the cannon game, the skydiving game. What the hell is his name? Mm. So overall, good game. Some differences. Uh, they brought back a lot of old villains, including the old Octoroks they brought back. They brought back the old Choo-Choos. Just like in the old Zelda games. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were no... Uh, some of the characters that were missing, you didn't have any of the Skyxies. No, yes, you did. You had the Skulltoas. Um, but you didn't have the Skyxies, the spiders, the land spiders, the big ones. Land spiders. First Zelda game, the spiders that jump up from... Otterox? No, 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 no. Not the ones that popped up. The ones that were actual spiders that would jump. They went from place to place. You had a spider in this game, but the spider boss was not that good. Wait, no, there wasn't a spider boss. This is the first one where they didn't open up with a spider boss. (laughs) Just realize that. No, there's like Twilight Princess. The first boss was a monkey, remember? But there was a spider boss. In Twilight Princess? Mm -hmm. Maybe. I don't even remember. I might, I'm playing Twilight Princess again, and I haven't. Maybe I haven't gotten to it yet. I forgot what the the trick for the monkey boss in Twilight was. You get um, oh, actually no, it's not a monkey boss. He's like a mid boss and gives you the boomerang, and then the actual boss of the forest temple is like this fucking uh, plant thing, like yep. this huge plant thing. Yeah, and you have to use boomerang to cut off the the, the yeah. I remember that. Oh, we're getting back old. to Skyward Sword. Uh, let's see. Um, so. Hmm, so what else is there? There's so much to talk about. It's just so hard. Uh, the music was was good. The new design, the, the the themes were well done. I didn't like that you couldn't play any of the songs. 
they were all just essentially the same song you play over and over again. I would have liked some variation so you could actually play a different tune. Oh, yeah, there's a harp in this game. That's but the, the harp is kind of useless. Just move it back and forth, back and forth. I would have liked something extra to play it. Um, yeah. To go... To play the... But, I mean, I think if you think about it, though, I mean, using the Wii, the Wii Remote as, quote-unquote... Your instrument. How do you? How like what else do you do? I'd say you'd hold the button up or de- the the control stick up or down to move, change the notes. Mm, I guess. So up, move to the right, down, move to the left, up, move to the right. Oh, you know what might be a cool one? Uh, an idea for a future game: a violin, where you the nunchuck. You hold it up, you know, towards like your like your left ear, and you can actually change the pitch or whatever with the the, the analog stick. And then you do like this. Maybe more cello. I'm making a, uh, or cello, yeah. I'm making a, you know, violin motion. No, I agree. I agree. That would be really cool. But uh, not every Zelda game needs to have a musical instrument either. So I mean, I mean, I'd be kind kind of fine if the next game doesn't have one. Bring back the Um, magic cloak, (laughs) and the 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 magic rods, the flame rod, which I'd constantly purge it, (laughs) and the ice rod. Make a block. Push it forward. Make a block. So, let's ask the obvious question. How does this game stand up against all the other Zelda games? What do you think? Um, honestly, I think that it is arguably the best of the Zelda games, even though there are some flaws with it. There are some flaws. It's arguably one of the best games. Great game. It will keep you entertained. Some people didn't like the fact they said lapped the Wiimote. The fact that you had to use the Wiimote, you couldn't just push a button. It works, yeah. The that, game, that's the thing. It, it's not tacked on. This one, it's actually the way you play the game, and it's not tacked on at all. You, you're, the fact that your your movements are mapped one to one, and to me, that's amazing. And that's the that's what I thought playing Twilight Princess on the Wii was going to be like. And um, you know, I was disappointed that shaking the Wii remote in Twilight Princess equates to a button press. But in this one, it definitely doesn't. You mean if you go up to even even the most generic enemy will kill you if you think that you can walk up to it and just shake the Wii remote randomly and you're gonna win. It's not like that. But the other thing is you have to be precise because the thing is that even a little mistake with your gesture can drastically change how you swing. Because you could think you're going actually straight across, but you could, if you were just at the wrong angle, it'll come vertical across. And you'll end up hitting the person's shield and they'll attack you. Well, or you'll you end know. up catching the sword and they'll attack you. That's the thing. I think, in, if anything, this game is probably hardest Zelda game in in the in this maybe in terms of just strictly the combat only because um, you know you have to really pay attention to what you're doing yeah um, I could probably see a lot of younger gamers having trouble with this game figuring out how to play it yeah. um, but that's not really my problem so I don't give a fuck about that yes. so uh, for me I would say it's not even a question that this is among the best Zelda games in my opinion, it is the best Zelda game, and that's in terms of gameplay, and in terms of story, and in terms of what it does to the overall storyline, um, how it how it explains the origin of everything. Um, I love the gameplay tweaks that they've made. I kind of I don't really think I ever want to play a Zelda game that doesn't have this type of control anymore, like th- this type of sword control. And I don't I don't think there are certain things that I don't want to see them ever take away. Like I like that sprinting thing. I think the sprinting thing is cool. For me, it was it's kind of mixed because it is one of the best, but it's still up there with Legend of the pa- Legend of the Link of the Past and Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time because all of them have their pluses and minuses, which all could work out for them. 
For example, best bosses were in, and the best design for certain weapons were in Link to the Past. The hook shot was infinitely better than the claw shot in, in, in any, any of those games. Because it was a weapon, and it was... And some of the bosses were more well yeah, done. Yeah, I like the I like the hook shot better than the claw shot. I'll give you that. And, and Link to the Past had better bosses, but Ocarina has just... The, the design of the world... And even we didn't even talk about the design. It was it's very it's a mixture of the cartoony nature that Wind Waker and Spirit Tracks had, but it has a little bit of that uh, more realistic element that Ocarina had. It's not as a fusion. Let's yeah, let's see. I mean, I wouldn't say cartoony. It, it was cartoony in any way. I think somebody said the word whimsical once. You know, some video game journalist or something. And I think that. I think that's a good word to, to describe it. Like, the only time that I think you could ever really say anything was cartoony was certain, like this one area of the forest where there were like these colorful mushrooms or something, overgrown mushrooms. But any other time, I think it was kind of, it wasn't as, for lack of a better word, gritty as Twilight Princess was. But um, it definitely didn't, never felt cartoony like Wind Waker did. Yes. Like, nothing cell shaded and, and nothing has that cell shaded feel to it. The the characters, there were a couple... In, in every Zelda game, there's always going to be some goofy characters. This one probably had more goofy characters than Twilight Princess did, but Twilight Princess is also probably one of the more mature games. I mean, it's it's hard not to compare this one to Twilight Princess because it's, it's the most recent um, full console release that has that has been made since, um, you know, since this one, since before this one came out. So, um... Obviously, you're going to compare it, and Twilight Princess was like more gritty and more realistic than Ocarina of Time was. This one, I think, probably steps a little bit back, but it doesn't go like Wind Waker does. And you know, I love Link at this age. I think this this is for a 3D Zelda game. This is, I think, the perfect age to have Link. You know, adult Link from from Ocarina of Time or the Link from from Twilight Princess, and and this game is kind of like. My favorite so time period, as opposed to through, through eighteen. I would probably say, yeah, I, I would probably say, like, yeah, I think, I think in, I think in Ocarina of Time, they never say any ages, but I mean, I think you would put him around like eighteen, nineteen, twenty, considering the fact that he jumped. Like, like how 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 old do you think he would be when he was young, Link? He was seven. They said he was seven. Eight did years did old. he say that? Okay, so, so wow, he's, so he's he's fourteen, fifteen. Yeah, that, that he seems a little mature for fourteen, fifteen. But he, no, well, physically he was mentally he was still a seven, eight year old. Yeah, but anyway, I think this is this is kind of like the age I want to keep him in, in, you know, for for me personally, like Wind Waker, Young Link, um, or you know, from the Twilight, uh, not Twilight, I'm um, sorry, from uh, the the Spirit Tracks and Phantom Hourglass. I mean, ultimately, I guess it really doesn't matter how old he is, but you know, just for my own immersion level, I guess I like around this age yeah this is a great game I, I mean there's not much else you could say I mean we've talked we've talked for an hour about this game already and I still feel like we didn't even say anything because there's just scratch, so we didn't scratch scratch we've been just geeking out over this game yeah and it's just good I mean I can't yeah it's it's it's. I don't really I don't you know I don't really want to sit here and just tell you the entire story of the game what happens what happens where what this I mean for that you can just go read a read a quick synopsis on Wikipedia or what there's a bunch of Zelda sites out there you can just read the story of this game but you have to play it it's just it's worth your time yeah and it's it's. I know we're sounding like we're geeking out for the Southwards but it is a good game some people could say it's a little overrated but 
I feel I don't feel so because there are very few games where I will literally sit through the entire game within a certain amount of time and play it. I mean, I did generally when I play a long game, I play it for probably fifty hours and then I'll get stuck at a point and I'll just turn it off and three months later I'll pick it up again. Yeah. This game I went straight through. Yeah. I literally went straight through. I didn't look at any of the cheat codes, I didn't look at any of the Wikipedia. No, actually, well, the only time I looked at the Wikipedia was at the end when I was looking for those those uh, heart crystals. Which heart crystals? The gratitude crystals? No, the, the heart pieces. Heart pieces? Okay. Because I was missing, I was missing like four, and I'm like, where the fuck are they? And I couldn't find them. So, and the 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 the, the, the oh, one thing, the dowsing got a little annoying. I understand why they had it, but that was a little. Oh, annoying. that's a good thing. I wish Corrado was here to say because this was actually his idea, but. Um, he had a great idea. So in dowsing is basically you go uh, you go into first person mode and you point your sword around and your sword will kind of point you where you need to go. Um, so it'll kind of light up and, and flash and make noises when your sword is pointing in the direction that you need to go in next. So you can set your sword to douse for certain things. So early on in the game you're dousing for Zelda's essence as you follow her around like you're trying to retrace her steps so you can catch up to her. And eventually, you earn the ability to douse for other things, like you can douse for treasure pieces, or you can douse for um, money, or you can douse for hearts, or you can douse for goddess cubes, or whatever item that you might need to find to, to do a side quest, you can douse for that too. But um, Corrado had this idea of, if dousing was not, not so much the first person view and pointing the sword around, as it was as if you were um, anybody who's played Shadow of the Colossus, if you hold your sword up, and kind of as you as you point your sword in a different direction, the, 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 your sword will emit a beam of light pointing you in that direction. And I thought that would be cool. I think that would be a, yeah, that would have no. been a cooler thing More than just going, yeah, going in the first-person mode. But dousing I found, found to be u- a useful ability. It, it did get a little annoying, and it, it got a little annoying when Fee was constantly telling you, oh, by the way, you can use your dousing ability now, blah, blah, blah. And also, um, it happened at the worst time when you're dowsing, and then someone comes and, and goes by, and you're like, "Shut up! I gotta stop that." <laughs> yeah, but uh, but yeah, I, I mean, um, that's one thing that I think was kind of cool because it's um, it was cool to be able to douse for the goddess cubes because yeah, then then you didn't have to worry that oh man, I, I, I might have missed one. And what I did was when when I was playing the game, um, this is very nerdy, but every time I got a uh, a heart container. Uh, a heart piece or uh, a goddess cube. If I got a heart container, I would write down in a notebook where I did, where I got it, and what I did, what I did when I got it. And then with a goddess cubes, I would keep like a check, like little check marks, like one, two, three, four, five slash. And you know, basically, to, when I got to the end of the game, I, I went to every single province and I doused for goddess cubes. And when I did each province, and there were no no more goddess cubes came up on my dousing thing, then I looked to see how many I had. Um, I had checked off as I played the game, and then I went on a site and just said, "What's what's the total number of goddess cubes in the game?" And it matched, so I was yeah. completely I was correct. Yeah. So I don't know. That's I only really do really geeky stuff like that with Zelda games. Yeah. Um, just because this is my favorite series ever. Yeah. Um, we so since this is a video game review, we need to give it a rating of some sort. And we actually finally come up with a rating system for the. Firekin video game review. So similar to all of our other ones, we have five points, five different sayings, which we'll talk about how the video games rate compared to everything else. Now our lowest rating is going to be the great mighty Pooh is better than this. <laughs> if you've ever played Conquer's Bad Fur Day, you'll know who the great mighty Pooh is. 
he's a great mighty pile of shit who sings opera <laughs> and you have to kill him by throwing toilet and corn in his mouth <laughs> that's disgusting and strange my point is that if the game is this bad that's that's more better that's better than that <laughs> you have problems I mean a perfect example would be uh, battle, not Battletoads uh, that's a fun game even though it's in godly hard but Fantavision where you use fireworks to shoot them in the sky oh, what's the next one the next one is, Sorry gamers, a better game is in another castle. If you need to be told what that reference refers to, then stop listening to this and just... Just just go to the other podcast, Aspire can <laughs> you, you or video or, or you're not You're not a gamer. I'm sorry, you're not. Yeah. yeah. Uh, these games are, are, are just essentially wastes of time. A lot of Flash games would be under this. It's just a game which is just like if you... Yeah, have might, nothing to do. Yeah, it's like, you know, a lot of iPhone games and everything. I I say, it makes me sad to think that the iPhone and and uh, just mobile, you know, phone, games on on cell phone platforms in general are are cannibalizing the mobile, not cannibalizing, but are overtaking the mobile game space and making it hard for Nintendo and PlayStation to compete in those. Because what about I the really, Vita? I I'm looking forward to the Vita. But let's not get into it. But but I think that those type of games are they just don't offer the same experience that that un, that a traditional or a real console or a real dedicated handheld can provide. And I know that you have quote unquote legit games on you know those platforms. But I don't I don't think that it. Uh, I've yet to play a game on a, a platform like that that actually makes me say, wow, this is a compelling experience that I think is is on par with ones that I've played in, in other things. So basically that's what uh, that's what this number two is. It's like, yeah, it's a it's a it's a game and it doesn't it, it works and it's not a not necessarily bad, but I mean to me uh, an iPhone game is from when I'm like got nothing better to do on the train or I'm taking a crap. What about Angry Birds? Would that be under this? Yeah, I mean as as much as I love Angry Birds, I just I would never pick Angry Birds over a Zelda game, or over playing Mario, or playing my 3DS, or or anything, you know, you know what I'm saying. So next, our middle of the ground, which is I'd use cheat codes just to see the end. These games are fun, but if you get frustrated, you'd be like, "Fuck this game! I want to play something else." Yeah, they're generally better than iPhone games, or just like a perfect example would be. Okay. I've heard I haven't played it myself, but I've heard that Bioshock 2, while it doesn't live up to the original Bioshock, is kind of like. Well, it's a passable game. Bioshock I mean, Two was amazing. We will not speak badly. Amazing? About I don't know. I mean, I, I will not hear bad things about Bioshock Two. I haven't played it, but we will talk of a, we will talk of Grand Theft Auto then. Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. I never even beat San Andreas because I My lost point, interest in it. it. It's you. It was too big. It was a nice game, but it got too grandiose, too big. There are big flaws with it. That's yeah. the problem. These games are fun, but there is something horribly wrong with it that you're just like, wait, what? Yeah. Why does this? And you wonder why does this game not work? This should be brilliant, and it's, it pisses me off. Yeah, you don't want to get. And you just want to. You read the ending in a, in a spoiler in a book, uh, or they're okay. too long. I mean, you like. Well, so you the next one. The next one is our number four, which is the only downside is the asshole ten year old online kicking your ass. What does that mean? Well, perfect example. When I go online to play like a Call of Duty or a Halo game, I happen to think I'm a pretty good gamer. But when I go online and I try to play Halo online or I play Call of Duty, 
I just get destroyed, and I get called all sorts of names under the sun by you, all these little... You suck! Yeah, by all these little kids on there who just are just better than me because they had infinite time to play games, and, you know... Like, I think Halo is a great series, and I think Halo is fun, but I play Halo as a single-player game. I do not play Halo as a multiplayer yeah, game. Gears of War is the same way. It's a, it's a fun game, but it's... Or, or Dark Souls. Yeah. It's an awesome game. You play it online, some kid is going to come up and like, You're a noob! I'm going to shank you now! Yeah. So, why is this our number four? Is because great games, but if you had to pick something, a downside, that would be it. And it doesn't always have to be... Like, you know, obviously a, a, a great single-player game that has nothing to do with multiplayer could still get a four, but, you know, you know, yeah, you, you uh, see where we're another going. Another example of this would be... Um, uh, I would probably give something like Uncharted a four, I, personally. I personally would give that a three. Hmm? Okay. I Difference of opinion. No, but, uh, okay. That GoldenEye 64, I would give a four. Because it's a really good game. It's mm. GoldenEye, but the control, unless you're using the controller, they suck. You mean GoldenEye on the Wii? On the Wii, I mean. GoldenEye Wii, or um, if we're talking uh, the the... Uh, Grand Theft Auto 4. The Grand Theft Auto 4. I loved Grand Theft Auto 4. It's a great game. It is a really fun game. But if you get stuck, those racing missions did ruin it. Yeah, I mean, in in, in pretty much every Grand Theft Auto game, there's always some missions that I hated. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, okay. And then there's our highest rating, which is better than sex and mugging a hooker while drinking hot coffee. <laughs> it's funny that we use Grand Theft Auto as a segue for that. Yes, because this is pretty much it's an amazing game. I mean, Fable 1 and 2 would be considered this. Bioshock 1 would be this. I don't, like, I don't know why you don't like 2. I, I, put I never played 2. That's all. I, 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 I never played I, it. I love Bioshock 2. In, in Infinite, I'm waiting for it. Infinite looks amazing. I haven't actually seen too much media about uh, Bioshock. Ah, do do? Ah, don't worry, don't worry. I did this before. Um, I haven't actually seen too much media on, on Bioshock Infinite. Nothing? Nothing, yeah. Well, I saw maybe, like, one trailer, and that's it. No, you didn't see the... Well, they changed a lot in Bioshock. They, well, we'll get into that in a moment, because actually I want to talk... Now I want to talk about that, the, the, the differences. Did uh, you talk? Did you hear about 1999 hard mode? Yeah, that, um, I'm kind of... It actually kind of works in a little spoiler uh, that was in the, the demo, but I don't think they're going to keep it, which is going to suck. No, it's going to be in the game. No, 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 no. There's a reference in the demo. Reference in the demo? We'll talk, we'll talk, we'll talk okay, about okay, it. We'll okay. talk about it later. But these games are truly amazing. I mean, also, most of Zelda games, Mario, Mario Kart, Capcom vs. Marvel 2. This, this is your AAA top title games, man. Yeah, and uh, I'm going to give Zelda officially better than sex and mugging a hooker while drinking hot coffee. We could use really, really, really fucking cool, this is better than, but you know what? Yeah, that's the, you know, that's, that's every... Actually, no, we should keep it really, really just for the trend. Okay. <laughs> So this is really, really, really fucking cool. It's better. This than is really, really, really better than sex and mugging a hooker during while drinking a coffee. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It is. It is really a good game. And if, if you want to say really, really, really fucking, this is really, really, really better than fucking and <laughs> mugging a hooker while. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's a great game. Truly great. And that was a great segue into this. And we could talk longer, but if you have any questions or want to rant about us, email us spyrokin@gmail.com or leave a comment at the website www.spyrokin.com. Or Zansparker.com. Okay, so, now on to Bioshock Infinite. Okay, first off, you heard how the traveling system works, right? No, I haven't really heard nothing about okay. this, except that it's in the sky. Yep. It takes place in Skyloft, apparently. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, it's Columbia. What happened is that in the 1930s, America decided to make, like, a floating World's Fair. Mm-hmm. And something happened in where the guys in the World's Fair decided to secede from the rest of the world. 
So they're in their own little country, which is floating around. Okay. And they kind of nuke China. Okay. And so what happens is that you are a Pinkerton agent, pretty much a private investigator who has to go and save this girl who they want because she has mumbly jumbly powers. Mm-hmm. And when you go to the island, it's 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 having a, a current war between uh, the rich people and the Vox Popula. Vox Popula. Now, however you fucking pronounce that. And how does it tie into the other Bioshock games with plasmids and everything? Like? Uh, there are uh, the, instead of plasmids, you have lic- you have um, tonics. Okay. And the tonics are limited. So you get a certain amount of charge with a tonic, then it's gone forever. Okay. So maybe get like five tonic. So say the big one is the 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 flock of crows. You drink the tonic, and you have the ability to control crows. That's pretty cool. We only get five, but that's fine. And and okay, let's talk about the 1999 hard mode. No, all right. So here's how it is. Um, the main character Elizabeth, the girl you have to save, she has the ability to to open rifts in time. In the demo. There's a horse which is injured by the Vox Popula when they're attacking some of the old, the other... So there's actually a demo, you can download a demo for this game? This is at a, at a con which you didn't go to. Oh, okay. But there's another con coming up, I'll, maybe we'll go to it. But so what happens is that he, so that she sees a horse in the ground, and she tries to heal it, and as she's doing it, you, Booker, and her get zapped into 1999, and you look to the left, and it's the future, and you see cars, and a building, and they see... Star Wars episode episode uh, one. Oh my god, that's nightmare. But it has a different title. But then she zooms back to the past because he was wondering what the hell's going on. No, but I I was just listening to something today where they confirmed that it is going to be in the full game. Yes, the, and you have to do the Konami code on the start screen to unlock 1999 hard mode. Yes, you do. That's awesome. Up isn't up it? To, up up down down left right left right start select A B C. Uh, awesome. We all know that code well. And if you don't know that code, you don't, I love it. Contra 2, you use that. It's like you die immediately. <laughs> You've died. Game over. I think um, I think that's a really cool idea. Um, I actually, for certain games, I actually like a, a, a bit of a challenge. So I, I'm i still undecided whether or not I'm going to I'm gonna buy Bioshock Infinite. Um, you, ha- you have two and you haven't even played it yet. No, I, I don't have two. I thought you, well, you... I thought you bought. It. I no, I don't. I, I never bought two. I have one beat beat one, but I never beat two. I never played two anyway. Um, it was a fun game. I liked it. Now you download the second mission. It makes it a lot better. My uh, problem is I had to sell. I had to trade it in to get another game. So Bioshock Infinite, I'm still on the fence about. So I probably will want to play it, and I probably will want to play it hard mode. The 1999 hard mode. I just don't think that 1999 hard mode makes any sense because. Um, if you really wanted to go back to when games were super hard, it should have been, like, I would have picked a year from the 80s. I think it's only 1999, I mean, like, it's because it's a survivalist. It's very similar to the survival mode in Fallout New Vegas, where it's you have to sleep, you have to eat, you have to drink water, or you will die. But I heard it was, like, it was, like, punishingly hard difficulty, very sparse save points. Yeah. That's, um, that's... stuff like that. And, and to me, that sounds like 80s games... That is. It's like but, the, the old Nintendo games where you, there was no save point. You would. I mean, think about a game that came out in 1998, Ocarina of Time. You could save at any point you wanted. Now, remember on this... Well, let's say that Sega... And oh, the, speaking of that, uh, that's something that's interesting in, in Skyward Sword. Save points. There's no saving wherever you want anymore. Yep. That's, that's something we didn't mention. Which was a pain a little bit, but it was kind of fun. It was worth it. Yeah. It wasn't too bad where you die and you just... 
It wasn't like Legends. They were enough. There were enough save points. Oh, and speaking of save points, there are save points inside the dungeons now. Yes, sir. The dungeons could get a little bit lengthy, and it was cool. I mean, I know for me, I, I there were certain points where I had to stop in the middle of a dungeon because I needed to either go to bed or whatever, and um, that's a very, very useful thing because when you're doing that in in another Zelda game, when you load it up the next time, you start in the beginning of the dungeon, and who knows how far deep into the dungeon you were. Yeah. Oh, and speaking of which, did you notice at the beginning of every dungeon, ju- dungeon just like in the original Legend of Zelda, when he walks down... <laughs> Yeah, that's like in the original Zelda. There's like this ominous little cutscene where he kind of looks around. He like prepares himself for what's. And then to come. he just goes down. And he goes and it's in. the same same yeah. sound that it was. There was always little nods in the first game. And I God, this yeah. did we did we officially give this game our review? We named all the reviews. But yeah, we no, we did. We did. We said it was better, fucking better than sex. We said that. Okay, because said it's better than sex. Yeah, if that wasn't clear, that's what for me. That's what that yeah, what no, this the, game the game. Is. The game is amazing. We could go on and on and on and on about, but we it's just so. Insanely. We're approaching an hour and a half of. Yeah, podcast of so just time, Zelda. So. Um, so, with that in mind, uh, w- unfortunately, as of yet, we don't really have a gimmick because the thing is, I want to have it so that we all play the same game, whichever reviewer is on the next episode. So we play the same game, and I think next I'm playing Deuce X, so that might be Timbo. I don't know, and we're only releasing this once a month because we all don't have the time to play this many this, these many games. It takes too long for us. We're not like other podcasts where I can play 15 games in a week. Yeah, I mean, we have jobs and, you know, um, God, I wish I didn't have a job. But anyway, um, well, if we if we what, what about what about time. my uh, what about my gimmick of uh, I agree with the gimmick, but we just need uh, we need to have a good game coming out. None of us have a game we agree on coming out yet, unless you want to rent a crappy old game. Well, why does it have to be a game coming out? Why can't it be we just pick a random game that we've all played? Well, well, what about Red Dead? I didn't play Red Dead. Neither did I. We can get it. It's on sale for like $9 at GameStop. There you go. So how about Red Dead? But Red Dead is a long game. I don't know if I'm going to have time to do it. Neither am I. I'm just saying we get through half of it. Or what about Red Dead Night... Undead Nightmare? Don't you get to beat the the red the regular game first? Or yeah, no? so I think it's just an... I just think it's just a connection. Oh. Because I'm doing Deusex next. Because Timbo's lending me Deusex. And that's on all the systems. You want to do sex? I mean, Deus Ex? Mm, what kind of game is that? Is it a first-person shooter or what? Uh, you never played Deus Ex for one? No. It's a third. It's a. It's a over. It's a thing. First-person. Sh- it's a Splinter Cellish first-person shooter. Something. Fucking Assassin's Creed Revelations. Twenty weapons. You augment your own character. Travel the world. Uh, yeah. Deus Ex. I mean, it, you're already doing it with Timbo. I mean, I I don't know if I'm gonna be able to, if I'm gonna be able to participate in that one. No, I don't think he'll do it. He might not do it. We don't know. We'll see. Put me as a tentative for that one. So we'll figure it out next time. So that's it for this episode. I'm Zan. Um, Link. Cal. We're done. We're at.
Alright, real quick. Who's better? Midna, Navi, or Fee? So, it's either listen, listen, or what does Fee say? Uh, Fee says... Uh, Just master. No, she master. says something else. She does something else. Oh, she has the creepy singing. Her, they're creepy singing. <laughs> she does have a creepy singing. Like yeah. <laughs> yeah, she has a very creepy singing thing. Or, um, or Midna's creepy giggle. You know what? I've been playing Twilight Princess, and... I'm thinking I'm gonna give it to Midna because she's kind of funny yeah. and she treats you. She kind of she fucking like makes shit. fun of you. She and she, treats yeah. you like shit. And it's actually kind of funny. I think I'm gonna no, give it to I'm Midna. I'm gonna give it to Midna because also the thing is you have that whole thing where you think that if she didn't go away, her and Link would have hooked up, and Link would have been king of the twi Twilight <laughs> Realm. So if it wasn't for the fact that I just started playing Twilight Princess again, I probably would have given it to Fee. But just because I think Fee has a little bit more personality than Navi did, and. Uh, but Navi was revolutionary in the sense that that was your excuse, quote unquote, for for Z targeting, which was awesome. But also, oh, God, but also, I don't know. listen, listen, listen. Yeah, that hey, was annoying. Hey, that was annoying. You want to be on. A but it, it was annoying. But at the same time, it's like, it's like comforting to go back to that and hear that again. I, I love. There's, like, there's there's a cartoon that uh, a comic that was done on CAD 
where it was when the, the Ocarina of Time came out on the 3DS. And he's like, oh, this is amazing. And he's like, it's so nostalgic. And they say, listen, listen, listen. And you see him start getting the eye twitch. That shows a picture of, of a news reporter. A, a, an insane man went into a, into, a, uh, into a butterfly shelter with a flamethrower. <laughs> Why he did that, we don't know. What was the what was the fairy's name from uh, from Mordor's Mask? Uh, Tiva. Tattle, 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 Tattle. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Tattle and the other one. Uh, Tattle was mean to you in the beginning of that game too. But she wasn't Migna level mean. No, Migna berates you, especially when you're the wolf in Twilight Princess. Where she really shits on you then. But she slaps you. She like, slaps you. She rides on top of you. She like fucking. Now that I think about it, that's really sexual. What I just said. Yes, it is. Anyway, that's, that's a good way to end it, I guess. Uh, with with sex. And we could talk about many other things, including bestiality and other stuff, but we won't do that. Oh, one thing, though. You think that Link did anything as an adult, and then when he went back to the kid, he had that knowledge and would do things? I would. Maybe to young Malin or the creepy Malin, the, the Malin from the, the, Listen, the Terminal universe? Every, everybody has the farmer's daughter fantasy, so I think Malin could get it. Would you get Malin, or would you do the two from the from Terminal? Who's Malin and Malin, but old Malin and young Malin together. Old Malin was hot in Ocarina. Grown up Malin. And the little Malin in, uh, in uh, uh, Majora's Mask was very annoying, calling you Grasshopper. I was, but it was cool the fact that you, there were actually aliens in that. And she thought she was crazy, and then the aliens <laughs> show up and kill the cows. <laughs> God, I hope they remake that for the 3DS. Let's see. So he's like, you have to help me, Grasshopper, because the aliens are going to come. And if you don't save him, you just see she has that like look of just like, yeah. <laughs> uh, but who's the other one? The two girls, the two dancer girls, who they call you master for the rest of the game. In uh, Majora's Mask? Yeah. When you had that one of the old dude's mask and you dance. With... I vaguely remember that. I yeah. vaguely remember that. I remember that, that game when I got the last mask. I was so happy. I was like, yes, I don't have to do this anymore. <laughs> Again, that last mask was a bitch. I'm not talking about the the, the, the Guardian mask. I'm talking about the... What, what was that stupid mask? I think the Keaton mask? I don't remember. There were so many masks in that Or the game. Marriage mask or something like that. It was one of those really just the name ones. The zombie mask was easy because it's a, the, her father turned into a zombie. <laughs> He's like, Daddy, that's just Daddy. 